Welcome to the after party, a house party rager where our characters get to take a break from the adventuring life uh, while we try to record a podcast one room over from said rager. Oh, Sammy, come take a shot. <laughs> uh, my name is Tanner Azanero, and while I could be holding one of the Archlich's legs as they do a keg stand in the kitchen, <laughs> I am instead here at the table recording this podcast. What's up? I'm Zach Stenzel, and while I could be doing the various Charlie Brown dances with the Heart of Steel and everyone in Sawin, instead I am here recording a podcast one room over. Hey everybody, I'm Nathan Augustine, and while I could be with Ha Ha Funny and Nomu devouring sandwiches from the fridge, wow. I am instead in here recording this podcast. Hi, I'm David Sturgis, and while I could be with Adon as he enthusiastically introduces everyone to his wife, oh, uh, I'm so instead here in this room recording a podcast. Wow. Uh, I'm David Beeman, and actually, we need to make this kind of quick. I promised Sammy I would watch him ride his bicycle. Um, he <laughs> walked so up to me, and he was like, will you please watch me ride my bike in the driveway? Look at this cool bike. And I was oh. like, that's freaking sick, dude. I got to do this thing. And he looked a little upset. Like, I don't want to keep waiting i think he thought i literally was going to be gone for like a minute so like i just i really don't want to disappoint we'll him. make this a quick while he'll yeah. find someone to watch a quick ride a quick bike. long yeah. while there's a lot this of people the drive like yeah. Need to. um but oh, yeah man. anyway so i can we wrap well this up? yes we'll get you we'll hurry it up here uh we can all we can do this outside we, <laughs> we can't the just, audio she, quality she made it sound like it's a real we're also deal. locked in so that's the other thing is we can't really get out um yeah brian and all that yeah brian, brian. And that. um well what the fuck <laughs> yeah seriously um so we had oh, a bathroom break oh, about the first actually episode. sorry yeah. could you give us a quick recap <laughs> no i can't do that okay. um we uh i don't know where to start where would you guys like to like like maybe let's focus more on umbrella overall reactions and thoughts and where we thought this was gonna go and where it ended up and yeah so the thing that uh, sorry i didn't see you had your hand raised you can no, you go oh. i was gonna say the thing about the whole foes and fables like all together the umbrella thing like to get a better perspective on it can we go all the way back to the beginning and talk about the pilot episode of evergreen sure sure what would you what are you thinking uh, I was, about i was literally just cracking oh you're talking <laughs> about a re- everyone to you're be like, talking ah, about ah, a recap ah, of the entire thing yeah uh, no we don't have time for that no here, but that I thought you- fell super flat easiest <laughs> cut of my life <laughs> Oh, well, that's funny. No, it's gotta stay no, I, I feel worse because I just like 100% stepped on top of Sturgis to do that. <laughs> well, that's okay. It's just, I simply think of, you know, Foes and Fables, we've been in existence for a while now. We recorded our first episode. We recorded the pilot, even touched that in, mm-hmm. a while ago. Nathan. Hey. Haha, funny. <laughs> How does it feel? Funny. <laughs> <laughs> What he became before this podcast even existed to what he is now. Um, haha, funny was a character. I was like, haha, this would be funny. And like, now he's Sawin's apocalypse across all happenings. And now he's also just like a universe devourer, which is also great. Honestly, this is like what i wanted i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. i i i i've never played like a like well i think this is the first like true evil character i've really played in D D, and i think 
that ending for haha ha funny and it's not even an ending is is like insurmountable to what i wanted and expected i i, I expected to just like be alongside uh the archlich and like be wreaking havoc and shit but now i'm not on a leash at all really mm-hmm. he was like do it yeah and haha ha funny now is like a universe killer which is crazy to me I, I, and it, like and the fact that he's the great pumpkin also is like a cherry on top um i'm very happy and i the virus port and and the, the so yeah the involvement there tanner and i have talked about like how spyros will be involved with um other frozen fable stuff just because of how we've presented all that and i i want it i do i don't know if i want to unleash that onto spyros i'm gonna say that's your call whenever you want to make it but also it was just it was spyros we don't know what Spyros, it was uh, true. Yeah, it could be yeah, you know a, a different, different happening, happening of Spyros too that you land in. Uh, Spyros is yours. I'll never touch the surface of that or anything. I will let you know if if as things progress, if Haha Funny is ever uh, uh, busy essentially. But until I tell you that, like if you would decide to like pop him into Spyros, there, um, that's up to you fully fully yeah and i and i i I feel good about that i think that's a good in for that sort of thing um but yeah i think i think that's um i'm super satisfied with that and i'm at the same time i'm super satisfied with everyone else too i feel like everyone kind of ended on a good note for like what their characters were going for yeah really yeah and i really enjoy that I came into this episode not knowing what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so I, when you initially kicked it to me in the beginning of episode four, I was like, uh, what does he want? And I had to kind of think and I was like, no, I think I do genuinely want him to be on this. Like, all right, like the Archlich has been good to me thus far. And Sawin has been bad to me thus far. Like he's got no reason, but then seeing, seeing Sturgis just absolutely fuck him up. Um, kind of made me realize maybe this guy isn't all he claims to be. Um, and made me think like, well, there is an opportunity to do something, which is the only reason. Like I know in character, haha funny was like, what changed? Like what, where's the difference here? And like, once I kind of made that decision, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to stay bad. I fully expected to end this campaign campaign, either dead or on the side of the arch lich. And when that opportunity arose, I was like, Oh, I could end it here, but I kind of want to stay bad. Like I did kind of wanted to do what ha ha funny did of just like, all right, even if we lost, I'll do something crazy and we'll just wait it out. But I think it was the perfect opportunity of like, no, Heart of Steel's whole thing is that he doesn't want to be told what to do. He gets to make the choices he wants to make. And that was the ultimate decision of like, he has this sure thing of like, we just got to kill one guy who there's a hundred of, uh, <laughs> and then we'll be good. Um, but then he's like, no, I've got the opportunity to end this on my own terms. And it worked out perfectly. Yeah. I, I, agree, I agree with you. I have a question. This might be kind of hard to answer, but I still want to ask it anyway. Um, what if the roles were reversed 
like haha funny and heart of steel were on the other end of the portal mm. and like um uh blah, 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 sammy and adon were on the like evil side because i feel like it was like a very in the moment like choice obviously because like adon was almost um with us too yeah um is there any like possibility where you would have been on the evil side either of you um it's presumptuous of me to say this um because it's kind of a big statement but i truly like if i really think about it i don't think that there is a happening um that even exists where that's the case for for um training wheel Gotcha. Because like the series of events that led to training wheel existing were the death of his parents and the death of him. Um, maybe one where like he dies, but his parents didn't, but then like the spirit that like sort of became training wheel wouldn't have been vengeful. It would be, it'd be a long shot because like the whole reason why training wheel existed was an angry, vengeful spirit possessing this bicycle yeah and its whole entire singular purpose is was vengeance. enacting vengeance on yeah. the like the, the person or yeah. people who killed his parents um and if the reality of that situation is in the end uh it, it was um Faroch, like there, there's just no reality that i think really would ever exist in mm -hmm. which training wheel would have at least like being privy to the information that that is what happened. Yeah. Uh, where like that ever would have been the case. Adon is the most arrogant character I've ever written. <laughs> uh, I mean, arrogant, just committed, just, you know, a paladin oath. Like I was gonna say, I didn't really the, get arrogance from Adon, but yeah. Um, about. his whole thing was, I'm going to take down Frankenstein. I'm going to take down Feralia. I'm going to end this war by killing both Kings because that is the only way we see peace and like both of them have wronged me and my loved one the second vecna put uh deirdre's heart in play adon was like cool i will lie and do whatever it takes to get the upper hands but in the end all i care about is avenging and saving my wife and so the second he was like, I'm using your wife's heart. It was like, cool. I'm not joining you. I'm going to act like I'm going to join you and try to get the jump on you because I do recognize that you outclass me. Mm. If I can speak kind of from like just the storyteller overarching standpoint of that decision, that like, I mean, it, it, I'm kind of just going to say that it makes sense, but it, it still to me is just crazy how it played out that way of how much sense that it made of. We had two characters who were essentially constructs mm -hmm. whose entire um, being was based off of loyalty and servitude. Truly um, ha uh, hard as steel with kind of the caveat in there of your servitude was based off of your um <clears throat> so based based off of servitude to someone who told you to make your own decisions funny enough um with that caveat in there and then two other characters who were fully vengeance based and fully like i gotta you know take care of my people and these are the things that i care about and my ambitions are are brought on by this and then the archlet stands perfectly in half between your party of hey for, for those who seek loyalty and, and act on loyalty in that regard, I'm the fucking leader now. I'm the only thing you've ever known for both of you, truly. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, I am like victory is mine. Like it's here. Like this isn't a discussion. Victory is, is ours and it's here. Either sign up or die. And then the other (laughs) side of fully the Deirdre thing of being like, my victory is based off of the one thing that you care about. And, um, part of my victory also is the reason that your family is dead. And it, it was just crazy how perfectly split it was and that was not what i was that, expecting at that's all that's why i knew i needed to revive training wheel because like i i don't know how much is getting cut in the episode like i spent like a good 10 minutes being like what the hell do i do when that portal opened because like if i had just walked through me like cool i have to do it on my own against vecna and maybe convince one of these two to help me without training wheel i don't think i could have done any of what i did any uh, of what happened I super, super, super did not expect to be brought back to life. Um, as a player, I was like, yeah, this makes sense. It totally makes sense that I'm dead and mm-hmm. I don't get what I wanted. And like mm-hmm. that, that's like awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like super skeptical actually being brought back to life. Like at the end of that episode, I kind of spent like the last week actually thinking like, how am I going to role play this? Like, there's no way I'm stoked about this. I, um, but then your speech about like, you won't find peace until this is finished. That was like a light bulb going off and freaking like Sammy. And he's like, no, you're right. Like you brought me back because I have not fulfilled my purpose. And in the very end of it all, it worked out better than Sammy by extension training wheel or me as a player ever thought it could like me coming back to life with both my parents was not something I ever thought was going to happen. And I'm so happy for Sammy that that is actually how I I feel very vindicated because David Sturgis knew that David Beeman wanted his character to be dead, but Adon does not care what training wheel wants. He wants allies and he's like, to get that alley, I have to convince this insane five-year-old trapped in a bicycle (laughs) to do what I want. This was the most like infighting that we've yeah, had. Yeah, I mean, full on PvP. Yeah, full on. crazy. Um, I, I, I haven't. I should have known better going up. I against have Zach. not worked this hard <laughs> in my entire life. Um, yeah, I, I was. I on the PvP aspect, I think it was so fun. I wrote out speeches to every character, <laughs> and those speeches oh, were, were so good, good were and really good. so cool. I, I loved that. You were were hitting ha ha funny with some heat. Yeah, those were so good. I I knew he was the hardest sell. Straight up, like, I I don't know, man. Something about this one felt really special in, like, just... It felt Archeo-like in terms of it felt like kind of flexing a new muscle for us. Remember Mm -hmm. how I kind of described, like, the first Mm -hmm. Archeo kind of like that? Yeah. This felt kind of the same thing of just kind of flexing, you know, like... I I will play every character differently now that I have played Adon. (laughs) I think the thing that's standing out to me is one of the reasons I love D&D is that creativity itself can be super limiting in total freedom and when what makes D special is the rule sets and the ways that things work bring you into a box that force you to be more creative and i love that and that led to us having a little bit bigger of a box at a higher level to be able to do so many different things that like normally we are restrained by and to have thrown Tanner in so many loops and different directions and for him to throw us in so many different directions and to throw each other into so many different directions. Like 
it allowed us to really flex that creativity in a limited capacity that made it that much more creative. So I don't know. I think there were a lot of, I think I mentioned in the bathroom break, but there were so many slam dunks and more importantly, alley-oops where someone sets someone else up. It wasn't just like, all right, I do something. I do something. I do something. I do something. It was, I'm going to do something to allow someone else to do something. And it's so cool. Training wheel and haha funny. Uh, that might've been like one of my favorite moments like that between two characters on a, in a campaign. Yeah. That, that, that slam dunk, uh, and alley-oop is cause that we didn't, haven't talked about that either. Cause that was right. That was in episode was that three. In episode three. That was in episode three. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, that it, was. yeah. So <laughs> that, it, that episode's funny to me cause the whole thing happened where with magic jar and the astral projection, oh and everything that happened there um a leading uh leading to like what seemed to me at least like the early like uh popping of uh Faroch being like feralia and also like controlling pretty much everyone um and how he made everyone forget uh everything and that feralia was not even really really real um I wanted to know, Tanner, like, when was that all supposed to happen? Yeah, do yeah. we want to get into, like, yeah, what please, I expected please. now? Yeah, okay. give us the trajectory because of what I, was supposed love, to happen and then what we did to ad-lib off script. I, just, I yeah. love Without way, Magic Jar, what could have happened? I, I love the way that, like, I, I literally just made such a goofy, stupid decision uh, casting Astral Projection just on a whim, and it seems like it sort of threw you off in a big way. It did. Um, <laughs> so... Sessions one and two um, were just establishing the world, establishing kind of your guys's expectations of what was going to happen, what this was, what the tone was, and, you know, kind of filtering your focus towards the fight at hand with these weird off, off the beaten path mystery, you know, pieces being tossed in there. The asteroid is weird. The fact that the there was a two creatures, one extremely powerful, and then the other one was the false hydra that came down on the asteroid is weird. These other things kind of going on, you know, from the uh, origins of the war and and house praxis and those memories. These weird little little breadcrumb trails of something else going on amidst you know said establishing your guys's expectations and. I will go into what I thought was going to happen for episodes three and four. <sighs> episode four is a lot more wishy-washy, but I will say with episode three, um, we, we kind of talked about it off mic a little bit, but it was the fact that King Frankenstein and the headless horseman showed up themselves to like end the war right there is super weird and not something that a King would make a decision of like that decision was supposed to be weird and out of order um, because it was literally the arch lich toying with you guys and being like, are these guys, you know, worthy of following me into the big reveal and, and, you know, being my army or am I going to slaughter them right here? And then, you know, after you guys are dead, then he would, you know, do the reveal and go on to take over the world and saw win without you. Um, and so it what the reveal was going to be at the end of, of the fight after you defeated the headless horseman and King Frankenstein, it was just going to be a fight. And then essentially a lore dump, and then you guys were going to be given the option to join or um, essentially fight against him. Um, 
where I was thrown for a loop was the astral projection for sure. Um, which then fed into the casting of the, uh, uh, magic jar spell. Um, and lore wise, I think we kind of have an idea of what happened, but to just fully explain it, you cast magic jar on the headless horseman who was the arch lich Pharaoh, right? Putting the soul inside of the jar, um, which was it, my head. Yes. Yeah. I used my head as the jar. Um, so cool and then put my jar head on his where his and, head should be and head. that symbolism also <laughs> was like part of what was gonna happen anyway when fralia was gonna be like put my head back on my body and you guys are gonna be like okay why and then he'd be like i'm fralia isn't real yeah um but he was fake fralia he was impressed by it and so ha-ha. he was just gaslighting us the uh, whole time. Haha, funny. Yes, he was gaslighting you guys for 31 years. Um, haha, funny impressed him. And then haha, funny got to get a glimpse into what ended up happening, which is it's his future. Yeah, yeah it's it like kind of a glimpse into the future of like weird foreshadowing. If, if you serve <laughs> me, you're going to get to go to all these worlds and consume them and make them bend the knee to me and by proxy, you. God, um, Nathan and multiversal traveling. Uh, name a better dude, combo. Dude, dude. <laughs> Every time. Like, that's the Every other time. thing is when you cast Magic Jar, I was like, Nathan, it got like that decision blew my mind also because like a lot of times I know you write yourself into kind of being the door opener character, but that was just a random decision that you had no idea would have those implications. Oh no, not to me. It was just like, honestly, like a horrid prank, like haha, the headless horseman has my head now and his soul is trapped in my body. Like that's funny. Yeah. And also like, it was also really helpful in the combat. It was like yeah. eliminating a yep. character yep. out of the initiative. The one doing all the damage. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this would be great. And then, yeah, I kind of like broke the world. I weaseled my way into another like multiversal. Uh, that's why conflict. I had to like take a break because I was so blown away by what was about to happen. Cause First you ended the combat early. I've seen you do that. Um, yeah. yeah. I straight up. have never had to be like, I need a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. Cause I had to reward it with you getting the tour of, evergreen iris world yeah um yeah should we talk about roman at some point um we can get into like i think we're kind of zoning in on our focus right now and then we can expand back further um to kind of foes and fables implications of everything um so that threw me off and i think it set up really well what i was already expect i did have the expectation that haha funny was going to stick with feralia because in in nathan's write-up um, he made the point of being like, I am super loyal to Veralia. And then in my write up back to you, I made the point of being like, you know, you have these weird visions in the dream realm of Feralia's body. And there's this weird sensation of feeling loyal to the body, the headless horseman, as well as the crown, the head yeah. of Feralia. And you aren't sure why. Um, and, you know, kind of fed into that loyalty as well. Mm-hmm. So I did wonder if Haha Funny, uh, uh, my initial thought was going to be that Haha Funny was going to be the sole person who sided with the arch lich um which is kind of what happened in the end um yeah it, 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 that is what happened yeah in the it end. is it is what happened in the end um so i'm a triple crosser uh, heart heart of steel joining the arch lich did not uh uh did not go with what i was expecting at all um the other thing is i thought um i i gave adon the chance to get the arm from uh 
the Arch Lich at the end of episode three, but the Arch Lich just rolled better initiative. And, you know, that was uh, kind of where things ended up. And so I knew that basically, um, basically just for the story's sake and to have it be interesting for the stakes to be there, then I had to think of, okay, how are they going to use this 10th level spell on their side to kind of even the playing field? And, you know, it's going to cost you your souls, basically. It's funny because Granny, like, did good things, but also didn't do a ton. Yeah, really didn't do a ton. I was a maze. saddened by that. Um, I, I also that was, banished I her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, and also, like those were long rounds of combat. Yeah, like, man, like, level twenty, like, man, even, five even, rounds. Even in spite Maybe. of like the the banished to the maze realm, like Granny only got two rounds. Yeah. Yep. And and ended up being like integral to your no, guys's yeah. to the way things work seriously out the fucking 100 david sturgis's yeah, good lord um <laughs> I, yeah getting into that combat too just to like continue to i'm, I'm trying to get through everything of what how i was expecting things to go versus how they went um <laughs> i think uh, i know the answer to the 100 ducks question <laughs> <laughs> um so, 100 adons or 1 billion lions <laughs> 1 billion, billion lions. lions it's a billion, billion lions, lions. Billion lions. Um, what you <laughs> do? We, no, don't worry. <laughs> no, don't explain. I'm gonna fight everyone on the internet. Don't anyway, okay. what? Uh, One go. billion no. lions. And anyway, the people, we'll some later. of the people listening, I'm sure know what we're talking about. Anyways, so Granny was summoned, and um, it was a great costume. You guys were still like fighting an uphill battle against the Arch Lich. I was I worried. I was worried, like going into this. I was like. Here's the issue is I do not want to like favor um uh haha funny and hard to steal, but the fact that they have the like Vecna stat block on their side is not good news for our other two heroes at all. All week I've been I've said to Tanner a couple times, like, I'm gonna lose. Like and, I had no expectation of winning. And let me then get to kind of the big ending and how things went the opposite of how I not only expected things to end, but was writing for things to end and how much you threw me off in that regard. I, from the beginning wrote a war of tricks and treats as every single one of them are going to find this unstoppable force. This is going to be a story about the birth of the arch lich into our, you know, foes and fables lore and everything. And about uh, the arch lich's first victory and the victory and conclusion of your guys' stories was going to be whatever you could squeak out as you all were uh, violently killed and basically mm-hmm. like either sacrificed yourselves to accomplish something and give a little bit of hope to the multiverse or whatever you could squeak out in the end straight i was gonna write it like there i gave you guys a a heads up ending i gave you guys a heads up at the beginning of like there might be pvp and you guys like might tpk because i was like this can only end with with failure it was scripted loss Uh, it's straight up like i I don't want (laughs) to say obviously it wasn't a scripted loss because it would have ended up that way but like Mm -hmm. that's what i was writing for that like the arch lich was that powerful and unstoppable and that's what i was planning for was giving you guys that little glimmer of victory that made dying for it worth it that was going to be the endings that i was shooting for with you guys then 
it just worked out in a crazy way of all these really powerful 10th level magics and everything getting thrown around because David Beeman used his zombies and his mommy to steal the stones. The, honestly, and like the, it's, it's, so I did want to ask you about that. That seemed maybe I'm totally wrong, but was that something you intended to be part of the combat? Us, um, like stealing the stones? I, here's the thing. There was a part of the combat where I was really worried for the Adon uh, training wheel side because you were doing a great job getting the stones. You guys were not coordinating together on trying to do enough damage to slice off like Vecna's. The second I realized Beeman was like going to like just mess the field, I was like, cool. I built this character for PvP. I built this character in a way that I was like, cool. If I need to take out Nathan's character in one round, I can do it. And then I was like, cool. No, you couldn't. That's that's <laughs> happening to the Arch Lich. Well, that was I'm randomly picking you. Yeah. Just like no, I know. What character can zone in and fucking eviscerate someone in one round? Cool. That's what I need to do. And David Beeman is going to create chaos. But the other <laughs> thing, too, was you were getting really close to getting you would have gotten the hand yeah. first and then the eye. And, um, and I was worried about that, which is why I kept mitigating the damage. Yep. But then I was like, OK, I need to remove the ability with these 10th level spell things, which is why I disengaged to go deal with Beeman, yep. which ultimately was good in getting everyone off the field. Oh boy, did I ever get dealt with? <laughs> yeah, Christ. I'm sorry. You do be dealing. Though. I'm sorry. But that allowed me to not be able to absorb any of the damage that Surge did, which is what I was good at mitigating I, each I round. The second you moved away, I was like, and I, I know. Well, because the thing is, the second you moved away, I was like, because you took that 88 damage from mm -hmm. the power, power destroy. destroy and I was like I'm gonna go kill him I'm gonna kill him now but then you took your turn to go yeah. away and heal and I was like I I can't kill him in this turn then that yeah. was at the same at that same point in the combat I was going to double power word kill um, with ha 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 funny and ha ha funny against both of them, and what a what a crazy different story it would have been. I, yeah, insane. I was I was waiting for my turn to come around because yeah. I was literally just and I had and I knew that um, he would have tried to counterspell mm -hmm. it and I would have absorbed it and just power killed him anyway. Wait a minute, yeah, and power well, killed. And it all got stopped because Granny saved on her throw and yep. Tanner gave her the extra action. Um, um, she didn't uh, she she it was less of an action and more of just like a you're dying so you can do a cool thing in that regard um, doesn't your HP have to be below 100 for power word kill to kill yeah. you yeah because I don't know if you're he would have been under he, been, yeah. he was at one yeah. either oh, before, 150 or 130 you, and then took 88 the, damage the 88 that's I would have right, been at like healed. 80 that's something right. 90 yeah. something so yeah that's when I, I was am, planning to do it I feel so lucky that twice in a row um you missed on feeble mind and that oh and God. that was another big game plan of mine i was like oh i God. need to just take away his spell casting because that's yeah. what feeble mind does you it's, literally can't yeah. cast spells yep. and or um, use magic items I, I or do anything spell i feel yeah. like me getting feeble mind would have eviscerated everything yeah. that like yep. that's like, why player, i tried twice like, I know, like, <laughs> yeah. everything that i did and the way that that story turned out in the end like 
like yeah. that none of that would have happened if you nailed me that first round of it combat might, it's it, it would have it would have just been over crazy how by the skin of your guys's teeth the Adon and and training wheel signs yeah. my level 18 feet was angelic pro protection which gives me advantage on saving throws against spells and magic uh. effects the second i saw that i was like i'm going up against the art arch lich and haha -ha funny yeah I wonder what feat I'm going to take. And that's why I didn't target you with any spells. And then I realized too late that casting banishment on you, Beeman, was a bad idea because you're a charisma-based caster as a warlock. And that's a charisma save. And even though yeah. my save was high and you weren't in the thing, you still have probably a, a crazy thing to that. Which, like, I was hoping I would have to make a charisma save with my plus 16. Mm. Um, that second <laughs> feeble mind. But, um, I've got, like, a, a trait or whatever, or a feat or whatever it's called, um, where I can add a d10 to a saving throw, like, mm -hmm. once per day or something. And by the skin of your teeth. You, you literally got, got rolled, the DC. I rolled. I got the DC. On that D10, I rolled a one. Yeah. It was I saw the DC and I saw his roll and I was like, holy shit. I, I oh, well, wait. So then you it, rolling the D10 means you were just getting it anyway. Yeah. If you rolled a one and got 19 with it. Oh, I never even thought about that. It, it felt yeah. so like so in the heat of battle. Yeah. That feels yeah. insane. Yeah. It was a guaranteed well, win at that point. That, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> way less exciting than it <laughs> no, was I mean, still head. pretty no, fucking you close. You still nailed the DC, though, which yeah. was like yeah. if I hit that feeble mind, like literally nothing none, of, have, none yeah. of the following events probably would have right. happened. all of your spells would have been dissipated your zombies would have gone away and your mom would have gone away earlier on road uh training wheel as a bit and then in the end legitimately i stood on your shoulders <laughs> um yeah oh I, yeah that did happen and the uh, the other thing was i was not like the fact that granny happened to get by a roll <laughs> clone army and was able to cast it on Adon <gasps> is is fucking nuts oh um, yeah that was just yeah any totally of the other ones yep. i don't know how helpful that would have been yeah, it wouldn't uh, have been as helpful. well it, if she got purity yeah would would purity have worked in his not have gotten to roll against it is the thing yeah got it. so uh, they other here's the other thing of how it worked out super fucking crazy Adon took down the arch lich. Adon, Adon took him down. I was like by yourself. I didn't ready. I was that. not ready <laughs> yeah. for that to fucking happen. He's still just a spellcaster. So like the actual Vecna stat block that I was using. That was my only hope. Is was like it's not like super hot. Like mm -hmm. his damage output is fucking goddamn nuts. Um, but like I his, feel like he didn't do it other than I, the power. I, I, had, word. To pull back. I had to pull yeah. back a little bit because you guys I like here's the thing. I also can't step on your guys's toes mm -hmm. and like if it would have been, you know, Vecna versus all of you. Right. You would have gone fight. nuts. Yeah, it's a fair fight. I'll, I'll yeah. be honest too. I even even when uh, Farage was only doing like like minimal amounts of damage and even when he was downed i had a lot of confidence still i was like we're yeah. fine i was yeah. like we're fine With spells well the i also didn't get hit until the last round of combat and i had a mini me that yeah. could yeah. also cast yeah. ninth level spells and i i had two of the long rest potions and like honestly if i had to, if i didn't want to do that if i would have stuck with you we would have probably still won that fight i I, yeah. I do think if you two had focused on me you would have. Wait, I mean, at that point, out. it was. It's and, just tough yeah. because after Tanner gave you resistance to all damage. Yes. I meant before that, like right. you guys had focused on me from the start. Yeah, like it could have been different. Who knows? And may and yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's probably crazy. It, like if it's, he yeah. failed, saves it was just it was just funny, too. Tanner. When you're like, all right, Vecna's not going to hold back on this turn. 
I'm going to slash to, twice. Yeah. The <laughs> I know that's his thing, but it was Nathan and I just looked at each other because it was really funny, especially with him having all damage. Um, uh, well, he did so that funny. plus a big ability. Yeah, no, so I know. The first time he used it, he just did the big ability, yeah. and also, then he didn't great slash. Yeah. Um, no, again, and also I would not have wanted like that to be the ultimate decider of the fight of him just being like, all right, here's the, a bunch of death bubble spells. That's the other thing is yeah. I can't step on your guys' toes as players, so basically anytime I was like, I can cut them down two mm-hmm. pegs without like like yeah. killing them and handing you guys the victory. That was where I went fucking balls to the if, wall. If we would have won, if Arch Lich, Ha Ha Funny, Ha 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 Funny and I would have won, what would my place in the rank would have been? Like he I, was the go. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think it would have just been uh, it, it. It's it's. That's the thing that I like was about to get to is just how fucking crazy everything worked out for the Archlich to be down, for it to be your turn, for you to be the one who had purity around mm-hmm. you, for him to for for uh training wheel to have spent the entire combat gathering those and to then him. Dying. Yes, and then dying oh, right and di- but dying right there for for Heart of Steel to be right there for purity. It's like you kill me, the tablets at your feet, you have a change of heart. Like, that and yeah. that was where you all got victory that I thought was impossible. Mm-hmm. And even haha funny got to fully embrace, you know, his journey of what he wanted Peace for his out. character. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> character got fulfilled. We all right got, we all about got what we wanted. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about that more. Cause like Arceo was, everyone was on the same page. Like Arceo was crazy. And like, I use Arceo as the, like the one shot example of like, we all were so fucking in sync and we were all on the same team. My genuine fear was like, I don't know how everyone gets their thing like satisfying because like, I mm. want everyone to have a satisfying. That's ending. what I was worried and about. I trust you as a writer to manage that. But I was like, if me and Beeman win, like what what does Heart of Steel get out of it? Was Heart of Funny was Haha Funny get out of it? If they win, we just lost. It's insane how everyone got a happy. Yes, game. man. That's yeah. it's fucking because it <laughs> Which, feels like, that, so that, out of like, all of our hands. That's actually kind of like the exact opposite of what you expected, right? Yes, yeah. it's literally the yeah. opposite. It's, it, I thought it's, it's, it's parallel. Of what I, I, I thought everyone was going to yeah. get a satisfying failure. Yeah. That is what I thought. <laughs> I'm not yeah. joking. I truly, like, no, I truly failure. Was my nickname in college. I was ready for Adon to mean nothing. Yeah, I I was ready for the Heart of Steel to just be like a servant to the Archlich forever. Uh Like, whatever that looked like, I was like, all right, he's made his bed, time to lie in it. It, But then was given the opportunity, and then as soon as you're like, all right, these are the ones in front of you, and I was like, read me the things, and then you finish reading Purity, and I'm like, that's what I can do. I I remember remember asking that, and your face just like, yeah, you could just, do that. Like, I, I was just telling you, like, before we started the after party, like, it's wild to me that that was like a light bulb for you because that was my whole thing from as soon as you sent me that, I'm like, oh, get below certain hit points and yep. banish it. And I, that, I'm made, thinking, sense. Cool, like, yeah. that made sense for you guys, but yeah. that's when he thought about that. I was like, oh, that does make sense yeah. that Heart of Steel wouldn't necessarily be 100% fucking down for the sickness with Vecna. Like, he just wanted to win. Fucking- yeah. And also, like, <laughs> I mean, you introduced that spell, and I can't imagine any other use in this campaign of it. That's literally like, what it, it was for. It, what yeah. it feels like is that, like, you've introduced this grand bad guy like this is your thanos reveal to comparison to the mcu and these 10th levels that in a little i bit, know yes. <laughs> but like these 10th level spells are like now introduced into the foes and fables lore i'm sure there are more creatures or people that can cast them i'm sure there are more of them but like it felt very out of place and as i was hearing it i'm like 
when would we ever do this oh shit right now um is the only time that i can think of because like everyone else other than the false hydra and the arch lich are from here mm-hmm. so like it's useless for us now oh wait he is you were like he can't die the way that you killed him david mm-hmm. and so i was like well he is about as weak as he can yeah. be in his already weakened state yep this might work yeah it was literally the only situation where that and was nice is that like i had two opportunities i was like great let me wait for nathan because like we've kind of established like we'd need to both take our turns to be able to do it and i didn't know if he'd go for it and i was like well if he doesn't go for it I'm going to David and David will want to end this as quickly as possible. And I get to keep my soul. And the crazy thing about it too, is that was the only scenario where that would have worked on Mm -hmm. him because the Vecna uh, stat block has five legendary resistances, five. So if it would have been down to a saving throw, he he didn't even use any of them, but he he would have had plenty even if he had. Oh man, that's nuts. Actually, when you think about it, yes, he would have just succeeded. But But the fact that he was down, down, yes, that was necessary necessary for victory it was the only way of all the ways that this encounter was built to go wrong it was the only fucking way that it could have worked out with the archlich being essentially defeated um i just wanted to uh, like jump to this and address uh your response to zach's um, sort of like Thanos comparison. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Thanos? Who? Is that not it's what you Thanos, said? Thanos, yeah. Come on, seriously? Listen, really? listen, really? listen. Um, actually, it's Thanos. <laughs> listen, Nathan and I make, and Nate look at each other and make a comment every time he says melee, we have to call you on Thanos. That's fair. <laughs> the thing is, I, and I will let you get back to this. You did once, finally, say melee but in the, in the same sentence, sentence you, you said back melee. To melee. <laughs> amazing. what was the context it was in you're, this fight you're, you're like i do this amount guy. of damage and then okay like the next try i do this amount of damage. like every single campaign you say melee which like is fine and but nathan and i, and I are like, always are like super smash brothers melee <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right Thanos. Tanner, can you respond to what I asked? <laughs> Do you not want to say it again so that I, I can cut abs- that? No, no, what? I you want me to leave all that in? Ground. Okay, great. Yes. Okay, great. All right, you I'm just making sure. It. That's I'm awful. Just sure. You have okay. to leave all that. Okay, in. great. All right. I'm just making sure. Um, easiest not cut easiest of my leave life. in my life. Yeah. Um, that, that easiest stay in my life. You can just, my life. You know what? You I can say so many words cut wrong. Cut me out of the entire podcast. Hit it beaming out. It's a lot of empty dead space. Really that, that, that speaks a lot to my yeah. value yeah i hope it does yeah. thank you um uh okay so let's maybe let's maybe harden our focus even more into um Caterpie from, used you know kind of the big overarching i think we started with big that. overarching feelings about the campaign then we got into more nitty-gritty of like what happened isn't that so crazy now let's get into ramifications and um thoughts on what this all means sturge no beeman's question came first that's so fair well i guess it's beeman's question i have two questions my yeah. question to be more specific then since we're like kind of entering this realm um this may not even be something you can answer or it might even be too broad of a question mm-hmm. but um the arch lich uh Faroch, mm-hmm. right what is his role or relationship to everything else that we've kind of already been establishing as far as the deli and these sandwiches and the happenings and all this, like, Got it. like, it, it, I mean, 
there's like just a lot of moving pieces i yes. feel like because everything that was established in doorbusters and then like the the whole i mean you you understand what i'm trying to i say, understand right? what you're saying yeah. like where does it fit within the cogs of things that seem to be crossing Which, honestly over... is a machine that even after all this time of being a part of this i still don't really get um, i'm like i'm like in the line at the deli still looking at the menu and it's, <laughs> it's in like a different language <laughs> um it has. It was the plan for a while for obviously a war of tricks and treats to be the big reveal for you know the use of the arch lich, um, uh, Faroch in you know foes and fables lore as as he is named, um, and uh, he. This was supposed to be the big um, you know reveal of of what you would consider a Tiamat equal. I will mm. say. Um, okay. in that regard, I will say, I will, I will say like a Tiamat equal, um, uh, arguably or could an argument could be made of being more powerful than Tiamat. I think the only thing that I can touch on in terms of a connection to the grander mechanism of foes and fables is specifically the lore of arch beings now being applied to mm. foes and fables wide universes. Um, not all universes even have arch beings, not okay. all happenings while some have arch beings, others don't, which we've actually seen an example of in Evergreen with mm. the Dungeon Boys um, guest episode. They did not have arch beings in there. Oh, happening. yeah. Um, we were just normal people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can arch beings we traverse like, happenings? Um, yeah, so Oliver in, did. In, so cases, in, that, yeah. in that theory, or, or, I, sorry, that's not the sentence I meant to make, but like the following that logic, though, any happening or every happening has an arch being potentially because an arch being can go to any happening. Possibly if they find a way like Oliver did. Mm, or but sometimes it was very they hard don't. to do that. Well, because yeah. like the arch lich can traverse happenings, right? Well, he the can arch, traverse multi. Well, that's what I mean. Boxes, so, yeah. yeah. So the arch lich is a unique thing where you don't know about obviously the arch lich's origins. Mm, the is arch he from lich the Necroverse? Kind of mentioned them. Is um, he from the Necroverse? I don't think I can answer that. Dang. I don't think you have enough information. Uh, you can. There maybe, was a dude with a name that had clocks in it too. Um, uh, stopwatch. 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 Yeah. Um, who? Stopwatch. Like and the stopwatch arch was lich. Like from what you understand uh, of stopwatch is that stopwatch is the being who created. Um, the armor slash prison that clinker dagger was trapped in. Okay. Stopwatch also was the person that Larry, uh, uh, yeah. Larry Winkle when bringing talks back was like, That's I don't want to get put on the wanted list. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want stopwatch on my ass. Just try to stay quiet. When I drop you off in this happening, yep. you don't belong. In. He doesn't they, sound they as can. powerful as the arch lich. Um, yeah, you don't, that's all can. you know. Okay. Um, the, uh, arch lich in terms of being an arch being, um, I think gets into a conversation of there being different levels of arch beings mm -hmm. where some are arch beings in their universe. And then maybe the arch lich is like an arch being of the grander multiverse. scheme of the multiverse. So in this, that regard. it's kind of something that I asked you off Mike actually is like, so like Roman and like Kurt and all them were level 15 arch beings in the Iris world, which is not the same as like a level 20 maybe in the tricks and treats world. And so compared to the arch lich and arch beings, like power scaling is not equal to level and like power scaling of arches is not even even depending on universe. Yes. And actually, I will say this answer might actually answer Beeman's question yeah. even better. 
Here's the difference between arch beings and other powerful beings. In this campaign of War Tricks and Treats, you guys played really powerful level 20 beings. Um, in terms of comparing across different universes, like, you know, let's say Roman, for example, because haha, funny met Roman. Um, Crazy. Roman, maybe haha, funny and Roman were comparable in power when they met. Maybe they weren't. Um, haha, funny has a cap. Roman has no cap to. No cap. Uh, no cap straight facts <laughs> to Roman has no cap straight facts. Uh, <laughs> Roman has no limit to the power that can be unlocked through his title of arch. Even post war of tricks and treats. like where like haha funny's now like haha funny's power has yeah. been, uh, extended. Yeah. Through uh, the arch lich. Gotcha. But so arch beings have no power limit. Yes. Whereas, like, you know, the characters we just played, that is their limit, unless an, another powerful being, such as, like, an arch being, like how they influenced Ha Ha Funny, mm -hmm. gets involved. Yes. I, I, the, so it kind of makes the OG arch beings, the, the ones the Evergreen Boys kind of took the torch from, honestly seem not all that powerful in comparison mm -hmm. to a lot of the newer archer beings we're being introduced to. Well, Clahane, like, so... Clahaney, for example, he his phylactery was the geode, right? <laughs> Pharaoh's phylactery planet. is an entire yeah. planet. Mm -hmm. So it's like even just when you compare size in that way, it's like yeah. it's very visible in that I mean, way. yeah, it's like, you know, he was the archdruid. There are other druids that exist that will never reach even a fraction of or a part a portion of the power that Hugh has or has the ability to have. Mm -hmm. What makes Iris so interesting is that as human beings with human being lifespans, eventually their predecessor is born and that power is passed off. But like we saw with Nox, if you kill the predecessor, you live for longer, your power can continue to grow. So if our evergreen oh. Iris boys would have not like would have killed the people who came after us. We would have continued to grow in power, right? Which is why Clahaney a tried to kill us and B was trying to seek lichdom to extend their life. Mm -hmm. Do I have all that right? Yes. And Clahaney right. did actually circumvent dying from Hugh step taking up the role because Clahaney essentially sidestepped being an arch yeah. to being a lich, which that title superseded the arch being title, which Got makes it, the well, arch lich. I was going to say, crazy. if, if yep. he did kill me and pursue lichdom, would Clahaney have become technically an arch lich? Um, no. Or would he be a lich who was an arch? No. So that's, that's assistant yes. to the regional yes. manager. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Only real dunder. You, you have, you have that. You have that correct, Zach. Okay. You have, so he'd you be the dunder heads have that correct so it, so it kind of like power scaling goes some like every normal people magical beings arch beings lich and then we don't know what's beyond that as yeah as far as you understand, and so i would say that is like possibly there correct. are the normal there are just non-magical people who are just there there are magical beings there are arches which is what like hugh and kurt and all of them were and then there are liches which is what clahaney was who who kind of found that power more enticing than being an arch because yeah. it was more powerful. And then because there's this arch lich, it is like the head of all of that. So, yeah. So specifically like Hugh is keeping Hugh as the example character here. Yeah. Hugh is the arch druid 
for sure. Well, he I'm not is the, the Archdruid. I'm an Archdruid. Uh, yes, you are an, an, an so Archdruid. So are there more than one Arch Liches then? Because um, the, the, it doesn't sound like it because it sounds like he's like of the whole multiverse. There's the one Arch Lich. You aren't sure. Uh, uh, like, Do I don't like that answer. There's more than one Archdruid. Kind of like uh, there is more than one Archdruid. Yeah. Um, um, so I'll say with I mean, with what you know, you aren't sure in that regard. But um, so like exactly right. There are other druids who will never reach even a fraction of the power of the arch druid. But even your, if they hit level 20. your role and and your role that was given to you, mm-hmm. Hugh, by magic was arch druid and everything. That was the purpose that you were supposed to serve with your limitless power in that regard. So. While, you know, Faroch is not just, he's not an arch being who is, who became a lich. Um, he is the arch lich. Yeah. He, the role he is supposed to serve is being the lim- the lich of limitless power and on, on, on like untapped potential in that regard, which is in insanely powerful mm-hmm. arch title to have and technically every universe now you know i.e every foes and fables campaign quote unquote um is now like essentially um under threat or in danger of this arch yep. lich mm-hmm. gotcha because i mean maybe it gives context because you had told me a little bit like deirdre technically was kind of arch like in a way like the arch druid Deirdre was not an arch but um she was essentially so the witches of Sawin were druidic in their faith and her power essentially made her heart the perfect phylactery mm. for mm. the arch lich to use okay, because the planet was actually not a sufficient mm. uh phylactery but her heart was and then her heart with her connection to the planet and nature of Sawin then bridged the gap from phylactery to planet essentially the planet is a casing mm. for the true phylactery yeah. uh, it sounds like also like there are arch titles that are more powerful than other arch yes. titles yeah. i would i would refer like, back to the undetermined arch title of verge yeah or like you know oh. like oh I, and yeah, and like each arch can be at their own different levels he of power. Like, like faith and training, or something. He was not. Or, no, no, he was. I mean, like works, I don't know what the official term was, but someone on our Discord used arch pact, which was awesome. I love um, that. Is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Tanner probably has a name, but a uh, shout out. I don't remember who was in the Discord. I can't remember. But, Is that a join our Discord? Um, join yeah, join our Discord. Um, um, pictures of yourselves wearing costumes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think that like it says a lot that not only like arches can have different power levels, but there are also certain titles that hold more power than others do as well as there are things that supersede arches. And so like there are like ones that are not specific to a universe, but there are ones that oversee the entire multiverse. And that's what's crazy. And Um, it might be more a case of rarity than it is about like, mm -hmm. you know, power and that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Could lamentary potentially be an arch being? No. (laughs) (laughs) But what if I say, I was going to say, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me, uh, let me actually phrase it this way. 
Lamentry is an arch no. being. <laughs> yeah, correct. Not correct. Uh, Lamentry is an arch being exclamation point. Nope. Uh, no. Lamentry um, is an arch being exclamation point to, question mark. To, that, to now rein us back in a yeah. little bit because uh, I don't want us to get too far off talking about, you know, Sawin and Warren. Lamentry. But this everything. is when we get the lore. I know. Yeah. It's when you guys get to talk about, you know, the, the big moving pieces and everything. And I will say this is probably the mini campaign that's had the biggest moving yeah. pieces yes. across different things. So is he? Thanos uh, for sure. Uh, Thanos? I'll say no. I'll say no. Okay. Um, I, I will say um, as comparable to things like MCU type celestial is happening. Um, no, I, I, I don't. I'll say this. My idea with foes and fables and with different campaigns and stuff happening is is not to funnel to one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is more just about introducing many different things happening kind of at the same time happening um and certain places will touch you know deeper into things that affect all the various universes and certain stories we tell will be more contained and everything within themselves can i be spider-man no i don't own that (laughs) you can't be spider-man i'm spider-man um but i just i I asked first I'm already. Trying, I'm so better I, than Batman. <laughs> I. Oh, oh yeah, because of that thing. Two, two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I You'll never know, listeners. More specific questions, but we. Yeah, can go ahead. No, let's rate. Let's rate it in a little bit Sweet. to uh, uh, War Tricks and Treats talk. Yeah, War Tricks and Treats wise. Um, and we got a couple so, more minutes left. So, so Vecna kind of reformed essentially and came back to Ha Ha Funny. Is that what happened there at the end? Yeah, basically. Yeah, you. Yeah, he you, got like he got sent away was able to heal a little bit yeah the it, the process probably of, in the necroverse but tanner won't tell us the process of the arch lich returning um in fact after that conversation i'll say this uh uh the arch lich is not a necroversal being all right we did learn something um peeling away the onion um also, I'll, I'll confirm like that the arch lich is, is not a necroverse being um everybody knows parfait uh the process for the Archlich returning would have been a much longer and different process had the phylactery not been successfully yeah. made. How would we have been able to stop that? Um, you kind of wouldn't have. Like by the time that no. it got started, uh, it was it was kind of over. And the only other question is: so in this new universe that Adon created, he still has the eye and hand of Vecna. Mm-hmm. What is Adon at um, this point? A, a a cool dude. a powerful magical being capable of some archlich powers. Yeah, those tablets weren't single use. Like you still have no, those. No, you can in the still you can still does, pass them. That's that's kind of those are the only tablets that you have. Of yeah. Power. Yeah. Does yeah. the archlich currently have another eye in hand? Did it regrow them? Yes, yes. Okay. I will yeah. say that I didn't describe that visually, but yeah, hundred cool. percent. That's Lich. part of what I was making sure of. Yeah, like, he is fully normal, but Adon still got that fucking shit. So Adon, which is insane. Adon could potentially continue to create more and more and more universes indefinitely and i'll say there could be ramifications to 
kind of the half-life of these things also, existing in the universe. how do you govern universe? an entire universe? Yeah, you know, it can't no, be you, all good. You yeah, know? and like that, what that, life... That's the whole thing is you don't govern them, right. leave awful power gaps, and yeah. allow civil war to happen. But also, like, creating the universe didn't say anything about creating the life in said universe. The only life and, that has been created is on this one planet we're living. I what does that mean? people and brought them yeah. over. I didn't make new life. I brought back life that already had yep. memories in existence. Yeah, you basically just made a new you basically yeah. were like this one is is sick with arch lich so we're gonna just pop <laughs> on over to a new one that yeah. isn't sick and we're gonna wow, instead there. of fixing what you got you just bought a new one <laughs> it took kinda, the easy kinda, way out kinda. there was some planned obsolescence Adon involved didn't be god that's the last thing he wants he hates gods <laughs> and he kind of is in this regard yeah. but yeah. you know it depends it depends then what adon does after like having made this mm -hmm. done these things for the world with the R the, yeah. the hand and the eye you either and, die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become yeah. a god <laughs> <laughs> this podcast brought to you by movies and the only other question is the roman thing <laughs> what else could have happened yeah I this was something i wanted because like roman to. swung right away and that portal closed like could any of us have it, it, come it, with? it had to do um, with the roles we made can you walk us through if who rolled what what kind of would have happened it, well there? it was whoever it was rolled highest character, right? yeah. whoever rolled highest so, i'm glad it actually didn't end up being nathan having to talk to nathan <laughs> which has happened before in other home campaigns it's happened mine. to me in home campaigns <laughs> and in foes and fables oh, campaigns every character Nathan has made has broken something. <laughs> like so all my really, like uh, so my, my question. Aren't here, you so glad I play Marshall Hotheads? <laughs> so maybe this was confirmed. Maybe not. We did two roles, right? Mm -hmm. The first role confirmed which world we were going to. Yes. The second one can like confirmed who was getting spoken to. Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. Do you want to know my Spyros plan? It was between those two. Yes. Worlds. Yeah, because I, I, I'm yeah. dying to know my that. my plan for Spyros had haha ha, funny ended up down there. Um, and if Nathan wouldn't have been cool with this, then I would have worked out. I, I we would have paused for a second, and I would have done something else. Um, uh, so I more would have taken a risk and then looked at you and like hoped for the for the thumbs, for the up. thumbs up. Yeah. yeah and, then we, and then we would have worked it out if it was a thumbs down. Um, my plan was to describe the canine planes and have you knock on the coop's door and have you talk to flannel. Uh, Thumbs and, up. And flannel would have been really nice. Like, hey, uh, do you need help with anything? Absolutely. <laughs> thumbs up. Oh, my God. If Haha -ha Funny met flannel. Oh, that was terrifying. That was my thinking for that. Um, if it was going to be Spyros. Um, so cool. Bringing in a character yeah. from pre podcast. Yeah. Into that. That's it, such a cool idea. Yeah. That, and, and, and that's the other thing is the Haha -ha Funny specifically. The fact that it was one of Nathan's earliest characters. The fact that he's wanted to play it for years and then yeah. the perfect like the perfect setting showed up for haha -ha funny and the fact that haha -ha funny now has like was a t level 20 character got to fully realize what they wanted to do still has more to do and more <laughs> yeah. to be explored i'm just i i feel really happy that for nathan i feel like i have facilitated <laughs> so like, satisfied. Yes, like yeah. a really <laughs> satisfying uh uh journey for this character that's been in the making for literal years yeah and so. will continue to be around, which is so fun. Like, I know that, like, each, like, the rest of us had fun with our characters, but, like, I don't know. If Heart of Steel would have been around, like, my only thought would be, like, man, 
one of my characters is gonna have to kill him someday <laughs> but it's like other than that i don't know what the heck heart of steel would have been doing and i'm sure like your guys's endings are set is so satisfying that it's like i don't know sammy got the what else end. yeah there's like nothing more that there is for sammy yeah now. Yeah, and and for to continue, you know, to continue on on haha funny. That's why now you know the other little you know gift on top of it is whatever you want to do with haha funny in Spyros is up to you. And that was yeah. going to be my ultimate thing of like, you know, I realized I talked about this off mic, but actually not on mic. But that was going to be you know one of my plans for my ending with haha funny because I figured that haha funny would probably still stick with the Archlich mm-hmm. was like. You know, here Nathan, I I I can't facilitate any further opportunities. Now I can with how it ended, but I yeah. can't facilitate any further opportunities for haha funny. But you can in Spyros, having been you know sent off on this mission to just yeah. explore worlds and everything. So it's all you, and just can continue to give Nathan this ability for this you know really integral and exciting character for him to bring it back to life, which is uh, just a cool, a really cool <laughs> thing to have, have happened. Mm-hmm. And this campaign once again feels like how Archeo felt in terms of like it's crazy how it all worked out it's crazy how the things that were so outside of our control all like meshed together and worked out in a perfect way and it's just fucking crazy how rad this fucking game can be man it's, it's nuts these dice they tell a story they, they, they tru- i mean like truly like there, yeah, there were no, so many real. like in integral dice rolls like, in never this. failed to just absolutely blow me away I, yeah. st- every time yeah. man every time i'm like there's no way this is gonna work out and not be we're messy. literally playing math for fun yeah and it's amazing and not even just the math like the mechanics and storytelling of what these spells can do all just like could not perfectly lined up yeah Yeah. me too buddy like (laughs) i hope you guys know how fucking shocked i am at where we are here well nathan used the word satisfied tanner do you feel satisfied oh 100 yeah 100 yeah i i I, crazy and are we living up to your expectations are we doing a good job (laughs) i have i never have expectations are you still glad we're your friends yeah of course i never have expectations for you guys i have expectations expectations of myself that i want to meet for you guys. i, I want to go back to what if any of our other characters had met haha yeah. funny yes like what could that have looked like Kurt you oliver <laughs> yeah like would, would scooter how could have they how they could have interacted with each other what benefits or drawbacks could have happened because it was like roman was just like swing right away whatever but like I, what could kurt have done of like studying how would that affect things in the future for both kurt and for uh haha funny i think literally like it, I'll, I'll speak more from what Roman experienced and kind of just plug that into maybe a general mm-hmm. experience for everyone. It would have been however your characters reacted to this random fucking ghost showing up in front of you and not knowing its origin mm-hmm. and whatever questions you're listen. Kurt, Kurt's not surprised anymore. Like yeah. there's just so much magic shit going on. He's yeah. like, whatever. I something think, else. I think at the very least, it's just more knowledge for the yeah. green iris. I think also and, like from Roman's perspective, like, I pictured every single thing in Tricks and Treats horrifyingly. And so a horrifying floating jack lantern <laughs> appears in your room as you're traveling internationally. You're going to react aggressively. Yeah. Straight up. Like, Hugh would have like, Hugh would have just like been in the woods and thought like, man, I foraged some weird mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, I, I wish I'd talked more. I, I wonder um, what plane Oliver or what happening Oliver would have been in when it happened. 
that's, oh, see, that's yeah, the that's thing. A really I, good I, that's point. the most I, yeah. I also oh, was yeah. actually thinking about that. Is if it were if it went to like Evergreen Iris and then it landed on Oliver, like I feel like that would have opened things up more because it wouldn't like I. I, I'm also curious as to like where it would have landed on Oliver. I'll say I'll say that if Oliver saw Haha ha Funny, like, and Haha ha Funny was able to explain what's happening to him, Oliver would be like, "So you're traveling universes?" Like, I think he would understand that and be like, "Take me with you." Like, yeah, like I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, it, I don't know. Like, Oliver has a good head on his shoulders and probably wouldn't like fall for like. The deception that haha funny mm-hmm. has but like that's an in to it's something that, knowledge, yeah, yeah. that oliver j- can't do yet and mm-hmm. like this pumpkin can yeah so it's like <laughs> so it's like i want to do that and that's probably how that would yeah. play out hey that's imagine. the great pumpkin to you that yeah and it's still yeah. something that probably oliver would have gleaned from roman when roman eventually told you guys this fucking thing happened to me you know, even no, in we all just thought story. he was like going. To <laughs> yeah, no shot, it's like, no shot. Speaking for Hugh, no shot. He believes him. Oh man, well, yeah, Roman, you really got to lay off on the drinking, bud. I, I, I really appreciate you know what this campaign did, which kind of gave us the opportunity to look back on things like Evergreen Iris, to look back on mm. the story that we built as a whole, and I think like. You know, we've been kind of we've gotten into this astral arc with a few with oh, uh, RTO two and everything, and this is the second thing, uh, the second campaign in in that arc that really kicked open, you know, the astral part of it. Uh, and now with you know the announcement that we did a campaign three last Ooh. week, um, and you know uh, the exciting story that we get to tell there. Um, I'm yeah, just, someone said Death Star. I was like campaign three. <laughs> <laughs> I I am uh, I am just really excited to continue to fucking blow the doors open on whatever story we want to tell and can tell and everything and i really love this campaign and it's gonna sit just like archeo did in a little special nook in my heart um and yeah thanks so much everybody for listening we really appreciate it if you're enjoying this podcast please leave us a five-star review and your favorite listening platform share us with your friends join the discord to join in conversations with other fans and friends of the show and join our patreon if you can't get enough of that content one thing i forgot to do last week that i tried to do uh two weeks uh ahead of time is let everybody know what's coming next so next week we're gonna get back into the world of spiros baby. whoa g money's back yeah that's yeah right. zach's coming back he'll yeah, be there yeah we're so super excited, excited to get attack. uh more zach's spiros back. than we usually get uh true and especially for the holiday season to kind of end the year uh with spiros <laughs> it won't be cheery like christmas it won't be <laughs> it won't be themed um but <laughs> no not uh, if prosciutto has oh anything God. to say about it wait though <laughs> wait wait <laughs> what if we did a Spyros Christmas special? <laughs> we totally can do that. That's wanted, like, oh, that's no. like not I canon. Yes, I or or it's just you. like another half. Do we want to do stuff like that for, yeah, if we ever <gasps> want to do no. stuff like that for our Patreon and stuff, yeah, we totally Nathan's can do that. Nathan's fogging. Yeah. Or like a live show or something, Nathan. Yeah, man. Are, yeah. We, are we doing a Spyros Christmas Yeah, we can special? totally do that. Whatever you want, bucko. Yeah. I need, <laughs> bucko. I need the audience to right now. Nathan's but, losing his yeah. mind. I'm 
horrifying. <laughs> a Christmas special. That's the scariest thing I've ever heard. I'll make myself available on any day to record a that. A non-specific holiday special. <laughs> go broke, go broke! <laughs> and, all right, while well, Nathan Pogs, uh, let's, I, like, I let's let the music come in. We'll not confirmed. I don't let know the if it's music Christmas yet, in. but maybe. Bye. Good. Yeah, it's really good. Carrot cake is good. Uh,